0: This is episode 17 of the RX Fit Radio, a podcast dedicated to the RX Fit community to stay up to date with upcoming news and health tips to become fitter. I'm your host, Tyler Welch. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the RX Fit Radio. I'm going solo again today where I am. I am approaching the topic of sleep. Now, I want to start off by saying you and I can't begin to have a serious conversation about your health, especially on trying, on trying to improve it through nutrition and exercise without first talking about sleep. Now, sleep is at the base of our health pyramid at, pyramid at RXFIT along with nutrition. The physical and mental impairments caused by one night of bad sleep dwarf those caused by an equivalent absence of food or exercise got that quote from dr matthew walker so let's not ignore ignore the facts here you and i are socially we are organizationally we are economically physically behaviorally nutritionally linguistically cognitive cognitively and emotionally dependent on sleep honestly without it we die literally so, the basis of our for our view on sleep at our Expit comes from uh, Dr. Matthew Walker's work. um he's He's a university professor at uh, California Ber- Berkeley. And I would recommend if any of this maybe piques an interest in learning more, I would recommend his book titled "Why We Sleep: Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams." But before going too far into depth, I want to repeat uh, what I've said in the past on the blog and that is that the tendency is always to make health more complicated than it needs to be. So sleep is no different. If you don't take anything from this episode today, it should be this. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Strive to go to bed, wake up at the same time every day. If you can do this, you don't really need to worry about anything else. All right, so let's hop into what is called sleepism. Sleepism, according to journalist Michael Pollan, Poland, he coined the term nutritionism, and so now I'm I'm coining this sleepism term. And after years of research with uh, Michael Poland, found was that uh, too many diets kept coming up with um, these fad diets were the sum of all of foods parts. He criticized that by focusing on one macronutrient or disregarding another food group, not only makes eating and cooking more complicated, but it's just wrong altogether. So in harmony with Poland's words uh, related to nutritionism, sleep is no different. You can't focus on one aspect of sleep and evangelize it. People have been sleeping for centuries, so we don't need to overcomplicate it. Um, Below, uh, in this episode, I'm going to cover a few different things related to sleep. So first, the stages of sleep. Dr. Walker writes in his book that, quote, "No no one type of sleep is more essential than another. Losing out on any one of these types of sleep will cause brain impairment. So let's take a shallow dive into each, uh, each type. The first one, wake sleep. Wake sleep is when you're somewhat conscious of what's going on around you, even though you are asleep. This usually happens around six, seven times a night. There's not much research to indicate the purpose of wake sleep all other than it happens. REM sleep. REM sleep is also known as your dream sleep. REM is where you are delusionally conscious to the world around you, but your muscles are totally para- paralyzed. So think of when you like carried a child up to bed at night, when they were sleeping on the couch and their body was just total dead weight. They were probably in REM sleep. This stage is usually seen as the most beneficial to your mental health, as neural uh, because neural connections are being strengthened. Basically, like the your memories are being consolidated as you as you're dreaming. On average, REM sleep takes up about 20% of your sleep, which may be surprising to to some of you. Okay, it's only about a fifth of of your sleep. NREM sleep, research has shown that we have four additional stages of NREM sleep. It's not just one general stage. It's (laughs) super creative. Stage one, NREM sleep. Stage two, NREM sleep stage three and stage four of NREM sleep. Stage one and two aren't very different. That's considered light sleep. It accounts for about 50% of your total sleep every night. And the primary purpose here is just to transition you between REM and slow-wave sleep, which I'll talk about now. Slow-wave sleep is stages three and four. Stage four is just a little bit deeper. And that accounts for about 25, maybe 30% of total sleep time. The slow-wave sleep, also known as SWS sleep, is a very active and intense phase of your sleep. While in SWS sleep, your body will repair and regenerate tissues, build bones and muscles, and strengthen the immune system. So I believe it's important to note that you get most of your slow-wave sleep in the first few hours of the night. It's like your brain is apparent to the body, making sure everyone or everything is taken care of before taking care of itself. After NREM sleep is complete, or almost complete, your brain then transitions REM sleep for the next four hours. So what's fascinating about this, however, is that your body is extremely rhythmic. So what I've learned in his book and and throughout additional studies that aren't a part of his book is that your brain actually has a a clock. Most of you would probably know this as the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm knows when you're planning on going to bed and waking up the next day due to just past sleep habits or past sleep schedules. So if you go to bed later at night than you usually do, your brain will actually spend less time in REM sleep because it knows it still needs to get up at the predetermined time and it still needs to get some REM sleep. So this negatively will affect how your body recovers. I hope that makes sense. So if I usually go to bed at like, let's say 10 p.m. and wake up at 6 a.m., if I end up going to bed at midnight one night, my body still is thinking, or my mind uh, intuitively is thinking, oh, crap, instead of getting eight, I'm going to get six hours. So instead of spending the first four hours in this uh, NREM stage, I'm only going to spend three hours. And then so I can still get three hours of REM. And this negatively affects how your body recovers, particularly your bones and muscles. Conversely, if you shorten the other end of your sleep, like the time you wake up at, by waking up earlier than you normally do, you cut yourself short of REM sleep. And this will negatively affect your memory and your other cognitive functions. So um, just keep that in mind. Trying to wake up, go to bed and wake up at the same time helps you stay into that rhythm. And then your body and your mind can totally and fully recover because it's not trying to play this guessing game. So what does sleep quantity and quality look like? Let's dive into it. Let's start with quantity. You should be sleeping, uh, according to Dr. Walker, at least eight hours every night. If you don't believe it, let's take his uh, research over the past 30 years into consideration. I'm going to quote him here. The recycle rate of a human being is around 16 hours. After 16 hours of being awake, the brain begins to fail. Humans need more than seven hours of sleep each night to maintain cognitive performance. For example, after 10 days of just seven hours of sleep, the brain is as dysfunctional as it would be after going without sleep for 24 consecutive hours. Isn't that fascinating? So seven straight nights of sleeping seven hours of sleep, your brain is just as productive as it would be on the 25th hour of you pulling an all-nighter. Sleeping less than eight hours causes the following things to happen. (sighs) Number one, time to physical exhaustion drops by 20 to 30%. Number two, aerobic output is significantly reduced. Number three, similar impairments are observed in your body's ability to produce power. So just think in the gym like, lifting weights or moving around jumping number four decreases in peak and sustained muscle strength number five impairments in cardiovascular metabolic and respiratory capabilities so in for example think like faster rates of lactic acid buildup so you getting more sore faster and the soreness lasting longer it's like a triple whammy (laughs) reductions in blood oxygen um, saturation and then also like um uh, blood CO2. It, it, it's converse. Um, uh, I'm actually not going to go into that. The, uh, number six, the body's ability to cool itself through sweat and number seven risk of injury. And I mean a significant risk of injury. For example, what I found is on seven hours of sleep instead of eight, you are 25 to percent more likely to get injured during exercise I just found that statistic fascinating. And then on six hours of sleep, you are 50% more likely to get injured. So if you want to prevent injury, sleep. All right, simply put, there's not, there's so much um, that eight hours of sleep a night can do that medicine simply cannot. So get your sleep. Now let's talk about quantity. Sleep consistency and sleep regularity are two phases used interchangeably in academic research. So if you decide to read his book or any of this, it's important to know that sleep consistency and sleep regularity are used interchangeably. Both mean to say that the body's consistent routine of going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. Okay? So just going to bed, waking up at the same time every day. That's what sleep consistency and sleep regularity mean. Um, I found a study in June of 2017 where Harvard University introduced this concept by controlling a handful of students. I think it was like 60, 65 students, their sleep schedules, and then measuring their GPA, their grade point average. Harvard reported a positive correlation between sleep consistency and academic performance. More specifically, that students that stuck to the same bedtime and wake time every day had an average GPA of 3.72, while students who slept just as much but didn't have a consistent bedtime or consistent wake time had a gpa 0.5 less at 3.24 that's entire that's an entire letter grade difference from an a to a b which to put that in perspective that's like a significant decrease in in salary of a student landing a job right after college it's a big deal and Anyway, I'll end on this. Other studies have indicated this the same findings, some even arguing that going to bed and waking up at the same time is more important than getting the recommended eight hours of sleep per night. Um, I find research on both sides. Um, so again, the purpose of this post, uh, this this podcast isn't to argue what is most important, but to simply inform that sleep is important. All right, so conclusions or takeaways from today's episode. Go to bed early and consistently. So, you're at the same time, so your body will be invigorated. It needs the SWS sleep within the NREM stage. Then wake up at the same time every day after a full night of sleep, so your mind will also be invigorated. It needs the REM stage. NREM in the beginning of the night, REM at the end of the night. Some may even recognize this um, as like. Uh, uh, wisdom taught by your grandparents or even like scripture as a wrap-up I reiterate what I said in the beginning simply go to bed and wake up at the same time each day take Dr. Walker's advice over my own here's what he says as creatures of habit people have a hard time adjusting to changes in sleep patterns sleeping later on weekends won't fully make up for a lack of sleep during the week and will make it harder to wake up early on Monday morning set an alarm for bedtime Often, we set an alarm for when it's time to wake up, but fail to do so when it's time to go to sleep. Go to sleep, is what he says. If you're serious about improving your health, let's address your sleep habits. I hope today's episode was helpful, if more than anything, informative so that you can make decisions uh, in regards to your own health. Until next Saturday, thanks for listening. Hey, it's Tyler again, and I just wanted to say thank you for listening. If you are not a part of the RxFit community and you want to lose weight or get stronger, click the link in the show notes titled No Sweat Intro so you and I can sit down face-to-face, one-on-one, one across from each other, map out where you'd like to go, where your goals are, and a plan specifically on how to achieve it. Until next Saturday.